0: Okay, so um, tonight we're going to be talking about the intermediate state. We're going to be talking about um, the state of heaven as it is today and as it will be uh, up until the resurrection. Okay, I want us to start off with a couple of guardrails, um, kind of right out the gate, um, and then we'll look at a, a passage of text to kind of shore up the guardrails that we're going to put in place here. When we talk about the state, what we're not talking about, um, and I want to state this out the gate, is we are not talking about purgatory. Okay, We are not here talking about purgatory. Um, This is not a belief that we hold. Uh, This is not a belief that can be supported by Scripture. Um, When you die... There is no one going to pray for your eternal state and it make a difference. Um, When you die, if you are absent from the body and you are in Christ, you will be in the presence of the Lord. Um, If you are not, if your faith is not in Christ, then you will find yourself in hell. Um, So that's the first guardrail. When we talk about this intermediate state, when we start distinguishing between, when we start being a little bit more fine-tuned in the details around what we mean when we say heaven, or we're going to be in heaven, um, I want us to, to kind of out the gate, not think that what we're going to break this into is a type of purgatory and then the real thing. That's not that's not what we're doing here. Another thing that we're not, um, another guardrail that Scripture prevents us from, from thinking when we when we look deeply into it, is that when you die now there is no state of soul sleep, okay? Um, and when I say soul sleep, I, what I mean is is that if you were to die in this moment, you're not going to find yourself unconscious until the resurrection, okay? We're gonna ask this question is gonna be one of the first ones that we ask. Um, here tonight, um, are we conscious, or what is that conscious existence like after death? Uh, but one of the things that I want to go ahead and put out there first and foremost is that you don't die, sleep, and then you're raised from the dead. You are there is a conscious existence that occurs between now and the resurrection. So uh, those who have gone on in Christ are conscious w- conscious with Christ today. Okay. Um, They are not in some kind of like hibernated state and then one day they'll wake up and they won't know that a thousand years, ten thousand years has passed. They are consciously aware today um, the idea of soul sleep is not supported by Scripture. And I want us to go ahead and just start off with those guardrails uh, in place tonight. One kind of quick and simple place that we can look at um, to see this reality is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, uh, where it says, Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, if you're away from the body, where are you? Home with the Lord. Okay? So, there is no purgatory. There is no soul sleep. When you pass from this life, you immediately pass into the next, Um, and we're going to be talking about this intermediate state, and let's go ahead and lay out what I mean by intermediate state. Um, When I talk about intermediate state, or I may say this intermediate heaven, or I may say heaven as it is today, or the present heaven... As it exists today, when I say those things, I'm talking about heaven as it existed from the first moment that a person found themselves there to the to the point that the resurrection occurs. Okay, we're going to distinguish what heaven is afterwards, and part of our exploration about heaven is going to to spend much of our time in that post-resurrection sense. But for the next several um, sessions we will be considering heaven as it is in this moment in the now right the existence of heaven and we're going to have some questions that we're going to ask about heaven as it exists now currently um we're going to try to answer uh two of those tonight we'll see how far uh we make it there so kind of one analogy and the title of tonight's sermon i'm just calling it the layover um Kind of give you an idea of what a layover is. Let's say you were traveling from here to California, and I were to ask you, where are you going? And you're like, California. Um, would it be wrong? Would it be wrong for you to not include the fact that you had a stop in Dallas on the way? Would you be like dishonest with me and where you were going? Okay. Um, so when we talk about our final destination, we talk about it oftentimes as going to heaven. Um, what I want to kind of point out in this analogy is that we are on our way to heaven, and we have a layover in heaven as it is today. Okay, so we're going to be asking ourselves questions about that. The final, the final destination that all of us should be hoping for is heaven when we think about it we should be thinking about ourselves raised to life okay like heaven for eternity that's what we're looking forward forward to right now there's a state of existence that we will find ourselves in if Jesus does not come and raise the dead in our lifetime we'll find ourselves dead here and oftentimes scripture will speak of those individuals like Jesus like Lazarus is asleep And not like his soul is sleeping, like he's unconscious, but that his body, when you look at it, looks as though someone would be resting, right? So um, Scripture speaks in that sense, and they're like, what do you mean if he's asleep, he's good? And she's like, he's dead, right? He's dead. So when he was dead, where was he? These are some questions. Like, was was his soul asleep? Was he consciously aware, like... What's that look like? Because we know he didn't find himself in a resurrected body like Christ found himself in a resurrected body after Christ's resurrection because Lazarus found himself dying again, right? Um, So this intermediate state, this layover before the resurrection, we're going to be thinking about it uh, tonight for the for the coming weeks, I want us to consider it because I think that oftentimes when we speak about heaven, we blend together the intermediate state and the eternal state. But I want us to make it make this distinction so that we can begin talking about uh, what exact, what actual, what we actually hope for and can see uh, that when we die, and that this is going to sound. There's some of the things tonight that, if it's the first time that you've heard it. It's going to sound strange. But, um, so I'll say it like this. So be prepared. What I'm going to say next is likely going to sound strange to you. But when you close your eyes in this life and find yourself in that intermediate state, all of your hopes are not realized there. Now that sounds potentially heretical, what do you mean that all our hopes are not realized there? Okay, how many of you know someone that you love that loved Christ that's dead now? How many of you think that you'll that your concerns and cares for those that you love end when you die? Perhaps if you were asleep. How many of you finding yourselves separated from your physical bodies, knowing that you were made spirit and flesh, and that's the only existence that you've known up to this point, how many of yourselves would think that perhaps that moment where you're separated from that body, you would be looking forward to the resurrection? So you can find yourself in heaven, this intermediate heaven, present with the Lord, hopeful, Looking forward to a future day that is not yet. Where those that you left behind, you are reunited with. Right? How many brothers and sisters do we have who are alive today in Christ, but have passed from this life into that intermediate state? Do you think look forward to being reintroduced to us? After that long separation. All right, so there are realities that exist in this intermediate heaven. By the fact that the resurrection hasn't come. That the final judgment hasn't come. That we can see that although when we look at this. It is far better than the life that we live now. Even when we find ourselves in that far better place. We will have hope that even still, it will be far better in the future, right? Like that intermediate state leaves us with that those types of those types of thoughts, right? So we have language that we've got to kind of parse out a bit here. Um, if someone does my funeral, if. You know, perhaps Dustin outlives me or I outlive Dustin and perhaps I do his funeral and, and and I speak about him going to be in heaven with the Lord. Am I wrong? Am I saying that you're wrong in using that language? No, I'm not. What I'm saying is that we have to understand we have to understand this. Heaven is where God most clearly manifests himself and his glory to his people. Right. And that is in this intermediate Place at the moment. Are y'all following me? I'm going to pause for a second and let you think about that, that. That when we say that you went to be with the Lord. That you went to be home with Him. I want us to be careful. Because here's another reality that comes with that. The place that you go to be with Him. That is home in this intermediate period in the history of humanity. Will not be... You will not be in that place for eternity. There's something that will happen between now and then, that moment being the resurrection, in which some spectacular realities occur. Okay? And we're going to explore those things throughout the, the course of, of the coming weeks and, and months as we answer these questions. And this may be a little bit of a tail in the direction that I'm that I personally um, lean towards in this, um, and you probably this is not a surprise to any of you that's heard me preach on these types of things in the past, is that I have I have a view of eternity that looks less like like ghostly spirit spirit filled pews and an eternity that looks more like hanging out with your friends in Jesus, like. Eating around a table with him, walking in a world filled with beautiful trees and beautiful mountains and beautiful streams. And, right, like, I have a view like that um, that looks more like the earth that you know now with sin removed, an earth restored to that it it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good state, right? That's what God's working for. And I think in the resurrection, we find. That thing that creation longs for, that thing that our spirit along with the Holy Spirit longing for finds its final yes in that work when death itself dies. But we find ourselves today, even if we pass from this life into the next, living in that intermediate time where death is not dead yet. We find ourselves hoping for that day when we will look at death and be like, death where is your staying? Because death has died. That's the final working that Christ will do in the resurrection that we'll see there. Uh, but now we find ourselves in this intermediate time period where the intermediate heaven will not be our eternal home. Okay? I, I, I want us to think about that. That's why I'm calling it Intermediate. Okay, that's why I'm talking yes. You that place might possibly be paradise okay, so we're gonna to touch on that and that the the text that we're gonna pull from here in just a second is actually gonna use that word paradise. Like when we see Jesus speaking to the criminal on the cross next to him and he what does he say to him? We'll, we'll look at this text here in a second. He uses this word paradise. Um, I think that I think that Paradise and heaven in this intermediate state could be used interchangeably. Um, I think that when we speak about heaven after the resurrection, what we find, and this is getting a a little bit ahead, um, but if we look and explore the, the, the last chapters of the book of Revelation, and we see this great city coming down out of heaven, the dwelling place of God comes down to earth okay like heaven and earth are like reunified in that moment right and if we define heaven as the place where god most clearly manifests himself or in that case like literally where the throne of god is then heaven and earth in that regard are made one right so um in this intermediate time you could call you could call it paradise and and i think jesus here refers to um, paradise and I don't think that it would be wrong if, if Jesus had to use the word heaven in that place because the place that God most most clearly manifests his glory for the for the benefit of his people, that is like if you can define heaven in a in another way to me, you could you could have all the glories of of earth that we have today devoid of God demonstrating his glory to us most clearly. And we're not living on heaven today, right? And all the good things that we're going, all the pictures of what we're going to paint in the coming weeks of this, this what I hope to be this beautiful picture of heaven, if it doesn't point to glories of God, and if God is not there, then it is, then it is hell in disguise, okay? Um, so currently, if you die, you go to heaven, okay? Uh, that's, this is absolutely true. But the place that you find yourself you will also be looking towards the resurrection. So those two things are true. You will be in heaven looking forward to that day where death has been defeated, finally and ultimately. Where there will be no more of our brothers and sisters that find themselves on earth suffering. Because when your suffering, when your suffering is completed here, when you find yourself at rest and at home with the Lord, don't you know that you have brothers and sisters that will be gathered from amongst the nations that will find themselves suffering? Plain and simple. So as great as it will be to be with Christ in heaven in that moment, as it is described as being far better than what we experience right now, when we find ourselves there, we will know for certain that there is a day even ahead of us when it will even be said, far better, far better, right? Like so. So um, let's let's kind of explore this a, a little bit. Um, if you want to go ahead and be uh, turning with me to Philippians chapter one, verse twenty-three and twenty-four. I'm hard pressed between the two. Now, again, for the sake of time, I'm, I'm not going into all the context of, of, of this text. We're just kind of cutting um, to the to the core of it to see this truth. So we're asking the question now, do we experience heaven immediately after death? Like when you die, when you close your eyes for the last time here, do you immediately open your eyes in heaven, paradise, heaven, in this intermediate place between now and the resurrection, right? Um, I think that we can look at the heart and desires and words that we find here in Philippians chapter one, verses twenty-three and twenty-four, and we can we can see the reality of what we can expect when it comes to our our ability to consciously experience heaven immediately after we. Depart from this life. So, verse 23 I'm hard pressed between the two, that is, between staying here and going to be with Christ. So, he's hard pressed between the two. Uh, My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. So, to depart from this life and to find yourself in this intermediate state is a better existence than you find yourself in today. No matter whether or not you find yourself living a life of ease without much stress or strife, to be with Christ is far better than that, right? For those who find themselves struggling, uh, perhaps it's not so so difficult to imagine that that existence would, would far outshine the existence that you find yourself in. Uh, and that is true. So when you depart from this life, you will be with Christ. Um, we're going to look at another uh, piece of text here in Luke here in just a second. But before we go there, I want us to, to kind of... Um, sh- short detour to verse twenty four here, um, because I think that it's important to realize this the tension between, like, wouldn't we all rather be there? right? Wouldn't we all rather be with Christ? Wouldn't that be much easier than having to worry about the stresses that are coming tomorrow? Wouldn't it be better if we could snap our fingers and all the, all the ones that we loved and all the ones that we cared about didn't have to like see us pass from this life, but we could all just go together. Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better? But you find yourself here, right? You find yourself here. You find yourself in the middle of varying degrees of trials and tribulations. And you are not here without purpose. So I want us to to not go to this next text before we realize this, that the struggle that he's experiencing here is that his desire is to be with Christ. Our desire should be to be present with Him. But we ought to understand that we are all, each and every one of you, you are here Today, with purpose. You are here today and not with the Lord, because when he's ready for you, trust me, he will call you and you will be with him. But until that day, you're here to be used. Paul, when considering this longing that he had to be with with Christ in heaven understands and this is not him being boastful in saying this each and every one of you should be able to say this because you are here and that's evidence of the fact that someone needs you you being here is the evidence of that that someone needs you right now in this moment it's better for them that you're not with the lord yet and this is his realization here But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account, right? So I hope that we feel this tension as we continue through this study as well, that like we're going to find ourselves hopefully longing more and more and more to experience these things that we are imagining and seeing in Scripture. Let us not lose sight of the reality that there are those around you who need you. There are those in this world who do not know Christ yet, but will because you were here and shared the Gospel with them. Right? So there will be a day where you will find yourself resting in this intermediate state where you are conscious, where you are with Christ. That's not today unless, you know, someone passes from... This world into the next, during the length of this sermon or on the drive home, um, which is not impossible. Um, but while we are here, let us be faithful to serve, faithful to share. luke twenty three verse forty three continuing with this idea of um, being with Christ, departing, and being with Christ. Um, luke twenty three forty three Christ on the cross here. Saying this. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So, this man who is a criminal, who is placed on the cross next to him, who having once mocked him, now seeing Christ, considering who Christ is, asking that he would remember him, and Christ responds, To him, what? Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now I want to ask you, where was Christ that day? On the cross. cross. Into your hands I commit my spirit. And he breathed his last. Where was Christ in that moment? Where was this man? He was with Christ. Christ's body was taken down, placed in a grave. Where is Christ? This 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 man is with Christ in paradise, right? With me today, right? With me, you will be with me today. As they were taking his body and putting it in a grave, preparing it, as they were taking this man down from this grave and. Doing whatever they would do with his body, this man finds himself consciously aware that this man that he saw, that he asked to remember, he now sees him in paradise. He is with him in paradise. Now, again, where's Christ's body? Where's Christ's body? Tomb. Okay, so I want us to get that this disconnect, so there's this continuity in time that today he was with Jesus in heaven while Jesus' body was being placed in a tomb. So there's some things that we can conclude about this heaven, this intermediate state, is that you do not have to be embodied to be present there. To be in that place, okay? Um, So Jesus uh, finds himself there before the resurrection. Um, This man is there with him. Um, It seems to me to be crystal clear from the scriptures that death does not bring an end to our conscious existence. We do not find ourselves in an unconscious state immediately after death. Otherwise, what benefit would it be for Jesus to have given this man a time frame regarding when he would be with him? He's not saying, he's not saying to him, Go to sleep for a moment and you'll wake up with me at the resurrection. Right? Today, you'll be with me in paradise. Um, so Christ's body, as well as the criminal's body, placed in the grave, but they are together. Experiencing life together while death has taken their bodies in paradise. This was a moment before the resurrection where Jesus' spirit was uh, separated from his human body. Where he found himself in heaven in the same way that we will find ourselves in heaven. Now, we're going to ask some questions after Jesus' resurrection regarding some conditions about this heaven that will probably leave us asking more questions because when Jesus is raised in the clouds, as he departs and the angels come down, they're like, guys, go do what he told you to do. Was Jesus disembodied in that moment? No. Jesus... Ascends to the throne, ascends into this intermediate heaven embodied. Okay? So, right now, in this moment, Jesus is in this intermediate heaven in spirit while his body is in the grave. He will be united and this resurrection will happen. The first fruits of the resurrection in Christ will happen some days later. But in this interim three day period, Jesus finds himself as we will find ourselves. Um, disembodied so this heaven there again there's some things that we can see about it and think about it um that it is a place where we can be present in a place our spirits here um some of the conclusions to come here is that um like your spirit is not a thing that is spaceless um you are not in all places at all times. When you are separated from your body, you are in a place. That place, if you are a believer, is heaven. And you experience it, um, you experience it as such. Um, so a couple of things that I want us to... And we're going to look at 1 Corinthians. Um, we're inching up on the 30-minute mark here. So we may um, punt one of these questions to next week. Um, but i want us to i want us to finish this thought up before we before we uh, before we do that so first corinthians chapter fifteen verse fifty one through fifty eight um, I want us to think about a couple of different things here. This is specifically so we're we're thinking about heaven. We're thinking about is, is this intermediate existence a thing that's a conscious existence? Will we be aware of it? Um, there's lots of other places that we could look here, and there some most of these we're going to cover in some future in some future question. Um, but I want to I want to leave us with this idea about this intermediate heaven. Not, and I. I want to go ahead and tell you that I'm going to likely fail over words here a little bit because there are words that I'm going to use that's like that doesn't it doesn't really like it sounds off. So like when I say to you that the intermediate heaven is going to be lacking in some regards, I don't want you to to hear that and think to yourself like, I'm going to get there and it's going to be like, man, this is such a bummer. Like, that's not what I mean when I say that it's lacking. What I I mean when I say that it's lacking is that we have not experienced the fullness of our hope in that state. Right? Like, when I say that it's lacking, I'm not saying that it's not better than this. I'm not saying that it's not better than this by far, by miles. And miles. But what I am saying is, is that as great as that moment will be, when you see him in that intermediate existence, even greater will your rejoicing be when he's like, let's go, guys, because you're going to be rejoined with your bodies. Right? Like, like when that moment happens, there will be even greater joy then. That's what I mean when I say that. And, and we're going to look at this text, and this is like... This is part of making that distinction between the intermediate heaven and the heaven of eternity where we're raised to new life, where heaven and earth are joined, where God finds Himself walking again with His people in His creation. I want to make a distinction there. And I want to do that because oftentimes the pictures that we paint about heaven, we paint in a way that... The existence that we'll find at the moment of death, we don't take into account the change that happens at the resurrection, right? And that's what I want us to do. And that's because oftentimes, like even in like music that we use and and I don't mind the song I'll Fly Away, like it's not a terrible song. But I think in some regards, like the ideas behind and intertwined in this idea of like going off to be separate from our bodies and like, you know, like this being in a place that's not anything like this has so muddied what our, our eternal hope is that we can't paint a clear picture of it because we've kind of drug in and alongside this intermediate state. So when I say it's lacking, what I'm saying is the ultimate eternal hope of the resurrection of Christ is even better than the moment that you close your eyes and find yourself in this intermediate state okay and this is this is i want us to i want us to hope for the resurrection more right i want us to hope for the resurrection more because this hope that we have for that day Will not end when you close your eyes here. That's a hope that you will carry over into this intermediate existence. You will still be hoping for the resurrection when you find yourselves in that far better place. Right? And this is we can see this, we're gonna look at First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 58. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed for the perishable body must put on imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and when the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. So this is that hope that we should be hoping for today that we will find ourselves hoping for even in the intermediate state that we will be able to say death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your victory, O oh, death? Where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And this, this hope of the resurrection anchors this truth, right? This truth that's coming up here is anchored in the hope of the resurrection. Knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. You work. God works through you. You will one day rest. And God will continue to work. Perhaps we see it playing out from that intermediate state. I'm going to use the word perhaps here. This is actually a question that we're going to cover in a future session. Perhaps we can see him working in this world. Perhaps. But guaranteed, when death dies and you find yourself raised and you look out at the faces of That you didn't see in that intermediate state just yet. But they came along afterwards, some of them. And then some of them were transformed. Some of them found themselves in this moment living. When the church is brought together finally and completely. You will see that your work was not in vain. On that day, most effectively. It is on that day. Well, we will see the work that we did, the work that generations before us did, the work that generations after us will do. We will see it brought to completion on that day. How much better will that be? When we see all of his people. From every tribe, every nation, every tongue. Will that be better than the moments before he said, let's go? Will it? When we see him finish his work, will it be better than the moment that we have entered into rest? Yes, it will. It will. I hope we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with that. I hope that that um, we have more questions coming out of this um, next week. I was I was intending or had kind of prepared this to be able to. Um, Put it in here today. Um, But this will be where we start off next week. The next question that we're going to look at in regards to this intermediate heaven. um, This intermediate existence that we'll find ourselves in. is, Is this part of the universe that we find ourselves in today? Like, is this heaven? So Jesus goes up into the clouds. Where does he go? Am I the only one that wonders? like, like What? Like, I'm, I imagine that just like his followers were standing, like, where's he going? That you'd had to say the same thing to me because I'm trying to, like, I can't see you. Any, I can't see you anymore, but I'm trying because where is he going? We're going to think about that a bit uh, next time. Um, like, is he in this universe? Is it another universe? Like what? Like it's a place, right? As he said today you'll today you'll be with, and we're with one another in a place. So it's gotta be a place, right? So where is this place? We'll ask that question um, next week. If you want to read ahead, um, read Acts chapter 7, verse 55 and 56. This is uh, part of the Stephen Stoning. Um, story there. Um, we're gonna get some glimpses from that. We'll also look Second Kings chapter six verse seventeen, um, and we'll think about that. Uh, we'll do that next week. So after that, oh oh oh, Acts chapter seven verse fifty-five and fifty-six. Um, and that'll be where we start off next time. Um, thinking about that um and then we'll look back at 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 17 this is another one of those experiences where like we there's a couple of moments in scripture where where it's like there's vision into this existence and i want us to think about how is that part of our universe is it a separate universe if it's a separate universe what might that look like how do they Communicate. How do we define universe? Um, those will be some things that we ask, uh, that we ask and explore next week. Um, but I'll we'll we'll end it there um, for tonight.